Genesis chapter 3 verses 20 to 24, Isaiah 64 verses 6 and 7, and Isaiah 61 verses 10 and 11. And we, like I said, we're thinking around this theme of our spiritual clothing. And over the coming weeks, we'll start today looking at the garments of salvation. We'll think about garments of praise. We'll think how we're clothed in Christ and the Spirit. And of course, we will revisit the armor of God. And we'll also conclude it all by thinking how we, like we put on clothes, you and I, every day, how we put on. Christian virtues as we partner with and follow in obedience the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. You know, clothing is so, so important. You and I get dressed every day for certain occasions and for special occasions. We go to an awful lot of effort to dress and we make sure we put on the appropriate and the right clothing. What happens in the natural world? is a shadow of what happens in the spiritual world. And like we clothe ourselves in the physical, we are clothed spiritually in a number of different ways. Clothing is about style. It's about color. Those of you that know me well, I nearly always wear blue. Uh, interesting this morning, uh, I've been wearing an old top uh, as I've been doing some uh, jobs out in the garden and uh, with my birds. And uh, Jean says, don't wear that top anymore. It doesn't suit you. It's the wrong color. So that one's going. That was a white top. But uh, blue is my color. I don't know what color yours is, but blue is the color. Uh, many people, uh, particularly when we're younger, perhaps, we're very interested in brands. And people spend an awful lot of money just to wear the right label on a set of clothes. What uh, culture you are in will determine what clothing you wear as well. If we're in uh, certain countries, we'll wear different clothing. And if we're in certain cultural groups with special interests and things, then our clothing could uh, reflect that as well. When I was young, you, you dressed, uh, whether you were a, a mod or a rocker, and uh, I fell into the mod camp. So I wasn't that into music and things, but uh, I had my Harrington jacket. Uh, because you have to have the look. So clothing is so important. It communicates something about who I am and what I want to portray of myself. It's about image and it's about identity. And just as our physical clothing communicates that, then our spiritual clothing says so much about our identity and so much about our image here too. Uh, that first reading we're looking at in the garden then, following the fall. It's so, so interesting that the Lord clothes them. Uh, remember, they are in their nakedness. And prior to the fall, they've not been aware of that. In their innocence, that has not been an issue at all. But following the fall, following the uh, breaking in of sin, and with it comes guilt, and with it comes shame. And they are ashamed of their nakedness. And the Lord, in his compassion, in his great mercy, in his goodness, and in his love, he clothes them uh, with skins. And 
uh, he's teaching not just clothing them with skill skins in a practical way to uh, reduce the guilt and shame that they're feeling but i believe that there's a powerful lesson that he's teaching them there it's a picture uh, that we're going to see repeated throughout scripture that it is blood the shedding of blood that is for the forgiveness of sins and without uh, blood we are not cleansed from the power of sin and as isaiah writes here in isaiah 64 the great prophet isaiah he is saying that all our righteousness the best uh, the most good thing that you and i could ever do in comparison and before god it is just like filthy rags we are powerless to uh, cleanse what goes wrong in ourselves and every one of us knows that in thought and word and deed we have done things that we are ashamed of and we know are wrong never mind what god might say about it uh, so the clothes we wear are filthy rags but the lord in his grace and in his mercy in his great loving compassion he exchanges our filthy rags for a wonderful robe of righteousness as far is as the east is from the west he will remove our sins from us our sins were as scarlet but he will make it white as snow how precious is the blood of jesus no other thing i know but the blood of jesus how precious is the blood how's it go i can't remember the line now i was singing it earlier how precious is no other fount i know but the blood of jesus there is nothing but the blood of jesus that can save us uh, we see it first in the garden there that uh, forgiveness comes through sacrifice and the shedding of blood and that pattern repeats itself we see it at the exodus where uh, the uh, passover lamb is sacrificed and the blood goes on the limit of the and that's the means of their freedom that is the means of their rescue that is the means of their redemption the blood rescues the blood saves the blood sets free and we see that in christ our passover lamb as he gives his life on calvary and the wonderful uh, life he gives uh, for us he exchanges his life for our life he becomes sin for us so that we can be freed from the power of sin and that we can receive the life of god and we can come back into full fellowship with our heavenly father you can see from what we're reading there in isaiah 61 the lord wants us to know these garments of salvation he puts that robe of righteousness upon us and other little uh, glimpses of what the lord does for us with our spiritual and at times our physical clothing we can see in the journey of the israelites through the wilderness where for 40 years their clothes never worn out and their shoes <laughs> Uh, did not go in holes i have a pair of shoes i haven't even had them 12 months there are holes in the bottom of the shoes uh, you get what you pay for in life i thought they were a bargain and they were cheap well they were cheap for a reason because they weren't 
going to last. But amazingly, 40 years, no holes in their clothes and their shoes uh, did not wear out. The Lord in his goodness and his grace watching over them. Jesus said, says to us as he comes to the end of the Sermon in the Mount in Matthew chapter 6 that do not be anxious, do not worry about uh, what you need each day, what you will eat, what you will wear, because your Father knows you need these things. Uh, look to the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, how the Lord feeds them and how the Lord clothes them uh, with such beauty, even more beautiful than Solomon and all the great things he has. I'm paraphrasing what he says here. Uh, but you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The son of righteousness exchanges his righteousness for our unrighteousness, our filthy rags for his wonderful white robe of righteousness. And uh, what we need to do in response is to seek first his kingdom. Uh, that is, the, we enjoy wonderful privilege through covenant relationship because of the blood of Jesus. But with that comes a kingdom responsibility. We are to be active to seek God's justice, joy and peace in the place that he has taken us and right across the globe and to see God's salvation, God's healing and God's deliverance coming in increasing measure. You know, God clothes us and we must learn to clothe ourselves. When we are babies, we need to be clothed by other people. And when we first come to Christ, we rely on other people to help us and to teach us and to disciple us and to train us in the ways of God and in the paths of righteousness. But as we grow up, we learn to clothe ourselves in our physical lives. And so we must learn this in our spiritual lives. That is what the journey of discipleship is about. And uh, we must learn to clothe ourselves, to walk in the truths and to walk in the power of the things that God has clothed us with. To, uh, to know and understand and have confidence and assurance that of the uh, image that we have. And more particularly, we are made in the image of God, of course, but more particularly the identity that we have in Christ, that we are sons and daughters of the living God, that we are sons and daughters of the King, that we are kings and priests unto our God, that his anointing resides in us, his authority flows through us. And these are the things that we are to walk in as we are disciples who make disciples in that journey. So let us uh, grow up and let us be strong and uh, let us clothe ourselves and teach others to clothe their, their, themselves in the robes of Christ's righteousness. So, so important how we live too. You can put the next slide on cue, that'd be great. And then very quickly, I will move on to the final slide. We can greatly uh, rejoice for he has clothed us with the garments of salvation, the uh, robe of righteousness and we need to be careful how we walk and how we live in that robe because we can sully and we can soil those robes of righteousness. 
when the Apostle John is writing that revelation that he received on the island of Patmos, as he writes to the church in Sardis, he has a strong warning for them that those white robes are dirty. Those white robes have become soiled and spoilt because they are living in immorality and they are living in idolatry. You know, we can mess up our clothes. You and I mess up our clothes when we are in the physical. We uh, get dirt on them uh, as we're in muddy places, perhaps. Uh, Jean went walking yesterday. She had to clean her clothes when she came home. They were covered in mud. You know, we can spill our food on them. You and I have to wash our clothes and we need to make sure we take great care to look after our clothes. We keep them clean, looking good, smelling good, and it's the same spiritually. We have to take responsibility. We have to take care of the clothes we have been given. We have this wonderful white robe of righteousness, but how you live and how I live uh, affects whether it remains nice and clean and pure and white. Because if we live in God's world, God's way, that's exactly how it will stay. But if we live in God's world, our way, we will stain it, we will spoil it, and we will dirty it, and we will muddy it. And that was what was happening in the church in Sardis. And we need to keep coming to the Lord to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We know, as John writes to us, if we are faithful to confess our sins, then he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We are freed from the power of sin at the cross, but sin is still present in the world, and you and I trip up at times, but we need to be those that quickly come back to the source and fount of all forgiveness, to Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross. It is the overcomers that uh, uh, the revelation tells us, and uh, the message to Sardis is those that stay clean are the overcomers. They, they uh, flee from immorality, they flee from idolatry, and they keep their clothes clean before God. Uh, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his heart to an idol. The way you think, the things you do, the things you say, they can sully and they can spoil your spiritual clothing. And we need to be those that take responsibility as we follow obediently the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit, as we embrace and apply the word of God to our lives. So, so important. Because clothing reveals where we've been and what we've been doing. One look at it, one smell of it, and you can tell uh, what's been going on. So let us make sure we are uh, visiting the right places and uh, the fragrances. Uh, we've got those fragrances, the lovely aroma of Christ that will draw people to him. Clothes are necessary and the right clothes are needed if we are going to uh, be those that take our rightful place in the marriage supper of the Lamb. The invitation goes out to all, but you need to be wearing the right clothes and the clothes need to be appropriate. The clothes need to be clean and they need to be the right ones. Um, Matthew 22, 
uh, let us make sure that we have those garments of salvation, those wedding robes, and that they are in good condition and they're clean and they're bright and they're as they should be. Let us stay close to the cross and uh, living in that flow and that stream of forgiveness as we receive forgiveness from the Lord, we release forgiveness to others. We, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed us with the garments of salvation. He has covered us with the robe of righteousness. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. So, Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you for the power of the blood. How precious is the blood. No other fount I'll know but the blood of Jesus. Wonderful, Lord. We thank you for your precious blood. We thank you for those priceless robes of righteousness. And maybe be those that walk in purity and walk in holiness, uh, in uh, response and in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Father, that we might represent you fully and well in this world and that we might be those that uh, rightly take our place at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us and in us through Christ. You are so, so amazing. We thank you for these wonderful garments of salvation, and we pray that we will be those that uh, wear them and uh, keep wearing them in the right and proper way. This we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.